Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton, which as you see, Sandy's not here. She's um, catering to our little toddler tantrum today. <laughs> but we're Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say in every episode, we've got a great show for you today. We've got Claire Dunn coming on, as you can see. She's doing some great things out there. And we're definitely excited to have her on the show and talk about a little bit about her story and some music and see where this goes. So Claire, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. So I'm excited. <clears throat> it's definitely our pleasure on this. And um, I like to start the show off the same way, at least this year. Hopefully next year, I don't have to do this anymore. I pray that I don't. But as you know, we're in a crazy year, a weird year. Yeah. So um, how has COVID affected you? And what are you doing to maneuver through that? Well, um, I guess it's my quick COVID story. And um, right now I'm at the ranch where I grew up in Southeast Colorado. Um, I grew up on a little farm and ranch in the middle of nowhere, really close to the Oklahoma Panhandle and really close to Kansas. Mm -hmm. And um, back in March, I had an event. I was nominated for some awards at a an award show uh, in Denver. And so I came home and the plan was to be home, you know, for four or five days, go to the award show and hang out with my family for, a, you know, a little bit and then go back to Nashville. And yeah. of course, the morning of the award show is basically when the country started shutting down like oh, wow. everything. So um, I got I drove home. I brought my dog. I got here in the nick of time before everything started shutting down. And then um, I stayed here for four months. And, you know, then I've started going back and forth to Nashville. <coughs> I needed to for different projects, but overall COVID has been for, for me personally has been, um, you know, I, I almost feel guilty saying this, but it's been a really amazing experience because yeah. I've gotten to be home with my family, which I never get to see in a normal year. I'm traveling, you know, 200 days a year at least. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been really wonderful. It's also allowed me to put out more music this year than I have. Yeah you know, probably ever. And that's been something I really have been, you know, wanting to do. And I finally have gotten the chance to do that this year that, you know, COVID COVID's mm -hmm. one of many reasons why, but um, yeah. I just, for me, it's just been amazing. I produce my own music. So, you know, I feel really lucky that I haven't had to stop making music. I mm -hmm. can continue to make music without big studios, without 20 musicians, without, you know, big producers. Um, I can just continue to give my music to my fans and, and just share in that joy and try to give some piece of joy or escape to, to people and to us all maybe at this mm -hmm. time. So it, it's been, you know, weirdly it's been really awesome for me in, in a way, but I feel guilty. <laughs> you know, I know what you're saying because, you know, we launched a show January 3rd of this year. And our old, our, our original plan, I should say original plan, was 100 interviews first year. We thought, you know what, if we could do 100 interviews, then we move into 2021 as first year show, we'd probably be ahead of most hosts. I don't know too many hosts that can say wow. they interviewed 100 people their very first year in ever doing this. So I thought, great plan. COVID happens. And I was looking at Sandy and I was like, um, you know, there's a silver lining here. Um, everything's being shut down. Artists are going to need a place to talk. They're going to need a place to rant, so to speak. And we're going to give it to them. This is our year to shine. You know, where everybody else slows down, we need to step it up. And because of that, we're on almost 260 interviews now. Wow. My God. <clears throat> Has there been uh, 260 days in this year so far? Like, yeah. I don't, that's amazing. Well, like today we got to, you know, in August, we did 44 interviews that one month alone. Wow. That's and this month right now for the month, and we've all, we're only booked up to I think the 18th or 20th, right? I think the 18th. Yeah. And I've got to try to only, I try to stay two weeks at, I don't want to get too far in advance so that Sandy and I can plan things, you know, that get to have fun too. You don't want to just do all work. Right. Um, so I think, so in 18 days, I think we have 25, 26 interviews set up. 
Wow. So, you know, we've been doing two a day like we did one earlier, our second one for the day. And the first one is when Caitlin did her tantrum and we're still dealing with it. So that's why Sandy's not here. And we're like, OK, this is the first for us. Okay, OK, 2020, the year yeah. of where everything is OK, I feel like. <laughs> and you know what's funny about the 2020? I always joke and it's probably true. 2020 is the year of limitless possibilities if you can survive it really mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean you know it's like trying to maneuver through everything <clears throat> but yet there's so many great things that are happening to i mean it, but that we got the best of both worlds you got a lot of death but you got a lot of opportunity too so it's kind of like a <laughs> yeah it's what you make that's for sure so before we really start talking about your story a little bit I always like to go a little light, even though we just went heavy with COVID. <laughs> but um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? And you probably got more this year <laughs> with everything. <laughs> um, you know, I really, honestly, I mean, music is my escape and it is my hobby. So yeah. it, for for me, you know, that I kind of just tinker in my spare time. I honestly wish I had more time to just mess around with music and not be yeah. like crunch line deadline got to get this turned in you know like yesterday um so, <laughs> so honestly there's there's really more things i wish i had time to do as far as you know hobbies with music and gear and and all those things um but when i need to take a break from music, <clears throat> what i tend to like to do is i like to go check cattle you know now that i'm back home on the farm and ranch a lot this year in 2020 um that's something that I have missed terribly. Uh, so I like to hop on the four wheeler, go check cow. I like to help move, you know, tractors. I'd, I'd help go drive tractor if they'd let me, they just don't let me uh, anymore because of all the dirt and I have severe allergies, but, um, yeah, I'm bad allergies myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, those are just anything. I love to help out with chores. Uh, right now we have a baby calf that we've raised on a bottle since he was born. He was born premature. So I like to go mess around with him. Um, you know, in the summertime, I love to go to the lake, stuff like that. But really, I'm just a, a homebody. You know, I love to be around the farm and ranch and I love to make music. And those are, you know, I'm a nerd. I'm just a boring person when I'm not playing. Chess. Those are my other hobby. You know, I feel like that's my hobby too. Uh, and yeah. I missed that part this year. Oh, wow. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Oh, um, that I really am just a nerd. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, I love hair and makeup, but really if I could live in t-shirts and shorts, I would every day of my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I guess I'm just quirky in the fact I love, comedy you know i love to make people laugh i love to be a goofball which some people may not know uh because mm -hmm. stage persona is so <laughs> out, raw you know out there uh, but i i love comedy i love old movies i love i you know um i'd say those are things that probably people would think would be quirky you know i'm just <laughs> i love to sit in my studio and <clears throat> nerd <Yeah>. out <laughs> You know, a lot of people, they ask, um, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I like to go a little deeper than that. When did it click that it could be a career? What was that moment? Um, I watched the movie Selena and mm -hmm. um, I was probably 12 or 13. And up to that point, I had no idea. You know, the movie had been out for a while by the time I found it. And as you know, a lot of things go around here, you know, we're always the last to find out about, you know, a movie or music. But I think that was the first time that I really realized that you could kind of do this for your, mm. for oh, your, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know she was making a living, but it just certainly looked like <laughs> you know, it was possible to exist, you know, doing that all the time. Like somehow there was, I had no idea of money aspect. Yeah. I just knew that some people did this like every single day. And I was like, how do I get to do that? You know, because music was all I wanted to do every single yeah. day. And, um, you know, that was probably the moment it really clicked. But up till then, it was just 
it still was all I was obsessed with. It yeah. was all I wanted to do. It was all I thought about, you know, uh, long hours, driving tractor, driving trucks, semi trucks, you know, on the farm. All I did was listen to music. And so I, you know, just, just loved music. And then when I watched that <clears> movie, <throat> I was like, wow, there's somebody out there that's doing this every single day. I'm intrigued. How can hey. I do that? <laughs> so Take one or two minutes to kind of tell a piece of your backstory, you know, because I like to get to know not just the artist, but the person. Because I think it's so important in this day and time, you know, even before I've always been the type of person that I'd rather know the person than mm -hmm. just the person than just the music. And that's why our show is up close and personal because we want to get personal. So take a couple minutes just to tell us your backstory to help you get to where you are right now. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I was, you know, raised on a farm and ranch in the middle of nowhere. Uh, population, you know, two Buttes, Colorado. There's about 40 people who live in that town. Uh, and that's several miles away from the farm. And ever since I can remember, uh, the only thing I really cared about was music and dancing and performing in some form or fashion. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, my mom... I think up until that point, I was just this kind of crazy kid, like running around the house, singing and dancing and just being a goofball. And uh, when I was in kindergarten, my mom asked me one day, she said, hey, you know, there's this thing called a dance studio about an hour away from where we live. And do you think you would be interested in dance lessons? And I was like, oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> and so she hauled me up there and. I remember exactly where I was on the dance floor. I remember everything about that day. And I remember going up to my mom after it was over. And I said, mom, can I do that again? <laughs> you got uh, the bug. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And from there on, uh, my mom wore out uh, two engines in a Chevy Suburban, hauling me back and forth to dance classes and letting me go to dance competitions and um, dance, I have to give so much credit to why my music sounds the way it is just, uh, because, you know, I was exposed to so many different types of music, but then also as a person dance helped me to not be so, I was painfully shy. Oh, wow. And when I was little bitty, I didn't talk to anyone. I was only a goofball around my family. I would, only, <laughs> you know, I, I just, it brought me out of my shell. And so I still am painfully shy sometimes. People, yeah. people think I'm a liar when I say that, but it's true. <laughs> uh, but dance really helped me to be comfortable in my own skin. And I, I got the bug there. And then, you know, growing up farming and ranching, I mean, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to perform, but everywhere there was, I took advantage of. And, um, you know, how I was raised has certainly, um, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am were it not for, you know, my roots and yeah. my heritage. Uh, you know, I just come from farmers and cowboys and then here I am, I'm this kid who <laughs> dance and sing and make music. So <laughs> I guess that's a little bit of my backstory. I love that because, you know, we've got, like I said, uh, you know, we've got an eight year old, like I told you before the show and we're next year as we move to Nashville, we're planning on getting him guitar lessons and getting him into some acting classes and and golf lessons, of course, to see kind of where he wants to be guided. And then our 20-month-old daughter, we're planning on getting her into dance and some of the pageant, little, little girly pageants. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this is, you know, when I hear stories like yours, I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely the path that we're going to push her on a little bit. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yes, I I was just that, you know, uh, my mom just was trying to help me figure out what to do with all my energy. <laughs> and, <laughs> we and, need that one with our 20 month old right now. <laughs> yes, yes. I think she was like, oh, I got to figure out how to help this kid point this energy in some direction. So um, I was really lucky. Had it not been for her, I, I wouldn't be here. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, you know, one thing I like to do on the show and I think I don't think people talk about this enough. As you know, they 
You know, everybody sees the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level. And I want to talk about that. I always want to talk about the rawness that it takes to just make it at any level in music. And I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele with Two Still Girls. And at that time, they were full-time on music. And I remember asking Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. But if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of you, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, the moment you want it to be a career, Everybody owns a piece of you. You no longer own your life. Um, then your friends and relatives, they never understand because they got nine to five type jobs. Your your job is 24-7. They invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're at the beginning, especially the beginning, you're grinding this thing out. You can't say no to gigs. And you definitely don't want to be the artist that has to cancel a gig because so many people are depending on you. And they don't understand that. Then on top of that, um, your family has to sacrifice around you. It's not just you anymore. Everybody around you has to, has to give you up, so to speak. And then there are days where you're miserable. You don't feel good. You know, you could have the worst day of your life. But if you've got a gig that night, you've got to get up there and smile like there's no tomorrow. But then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else outside of music, then go all in. Because the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, (coughs) Those are are all very true things, I would say. You know, Um, there's nobody, I would add that, you know, if you don't want to do this, there's no amount of want on behalf of anybody else that will, uh, you know, um, cover for that or Mm -hmm. um, compensate for that. You know, this has got to be your desire. And if it, if you don't eat, sleep, breathe, dream, uh, (laughs) everything about this, then, you know, uh, it, there might be something else that you eat, sleep, breathe, dream about, you know? So I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I also agree that, or I also would just add that Mm. I think this is very rewarding, as well, uh, you know, it's it's not always easy, that is for sure, but yeah. there are many rewards to, I think you have to, if you're going to do this, you have to put your reward um, system sort of in your own category, and you mm-hmm. have to know exactly why you're in this. Are you in this, you know, to only be made into what somebody else says you ought to be because that's what they tell you is the, the best shot for stardom. Are you willing to part with who you really are in order to do that? Um, You know, your, your system of your own checks and balances has to be pretty strong. Your own constitution be pretty strong for why you want to do this because it's not easy. And, um, but, but I also, that all sounds negative. It's, you know, the positives are what you make of it. And yeah. I think especially in this day and age, if this is what you want to do, you can do it. And there are so many opportunities that weren't there three years ago. Let's Two talk about ago. that side of it, you know, because I always like, again, you know, as we do our show, I always like to talk about the sacrifice side, which we did, but mm-hmm. I always like to then go to the glory side. So mm-hmm. what are, and of course, anybody watching this, please share, 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 you know, this is important. Yeah. Um, but I always like to go the other way too and talk about, it, cause you got to hit both sides. But I think the reason why I always bring up the sacrifice side is everybody brings up the glory side. Nobody wants to talk about the sacrifice side. Mm-hmm. And before an artist jumps in, um, they need to know that this ain't just a Blake Shelton, you know, there mm-hmm. is so much more that you got to do. But since we're there now, let's talk about some moments, a couple moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Well, uh, I just think that in general, right now, the opportunities to be self-sustained in music are are more at everyone's fingertips than they've ever been. Um, 
when I got going, I started out as an independent. I started out as an indie. I just was making music and putting it out. And then one thing led to another. And um, I ended up getting signed to a major label deal. But then I ended up also seeing that, you know, that particular kind of machine, um, you just don't have to have that anymore. And yeah. music can be made with the speed of thought and music mm -hmm. can be released at the speed of thought. And I think that more and more artists are going to, they are realizing and going to realize that they can own their own self. And like your friend earlier who said that you, you know, you have to sacrifice and be owned by all these people. I think those days are kind of coming towards a close because with the advent of streaming, there are more possibilities to make your own music. You can be self-sufficient. You, you know, you need to learn how to write a great song and then you need to learn how to produce a great record and then you're off to the races. And yeah. more and more artists, I think, are seeing that they don't have to be owned by all these different people, all these talking heads telling them what they should do, how they should dress. You need to look this way. You need to lose weight, all this stuff artists are getting to see that they can be free to be exactly who they are and make the music they believe in and get it yeah. directly to the consumer. There's no more unnecessary middleman. And I think that that gap is only going to shrink as time goes by. So Definitely. I think that, um, you know, that only should encourage, you know, young musicians out mm -hmm. there, you know, don't be afraid to dig in and to know that you can, sort of own yourself in a way or, yeah. or find a partner that allows you to to just be exactly who you are i don't i don't think the draconian days of you know we gotta you know the artist takes 15 percent of anything they do you know their overall pie the artist only mm -hmm. walks home with 15 percent. i think those days are coming to a close and i think that's really exciting <clears throat> artists and creators out there and I love that you talked about that because we interviewed, um, we do a state of the music business podcast from time to time. We bring on um, executives from the business side of music, to talk mm -hmm. about that side of it. And we had Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville on one time. And um, we talked about this and he, and he said, and it's funny because he talked about how nowadays, if you don't have a big following and you go to a label, you've just been screwed. He mm -hmm. says, there's no reason to go to a label until you cannot handle it yourself anymore. He said, with all the tools, he, he says, he says, I've got friends of mine that, that they, they're making six figures profit from their music business. And they, they're, they're not part of the label. Most people would never hear of who they are. Most people have no idea who they are. They're doing music their way. They're doing it on their schedule, their time, because of the tools that musicians have now. And he said, because of that, he believes that you that the, the day of the label for the smaller artists are gone. He mm -hmm. says, now, he says, when you get to the point to where, <clears throat> where you've gotten so big, and everything's coming at your way. He said, those are the moments where you, you have no choice to have a label and that's where they come in. Uh, I would, I would tend to agree with that, but I would also tend to just maybe take it one step further. I'm mm -hmm. not disagreeing, but taking it another step yeah. further. I do think that there is going to be a day when like, I know two or three artists off the top of my head whose songs are on the top of the charts, pop charts. Uh -huh. and they've maintained that um, or or they've only gone into like a co-venture type scenario okay. with a major, you know, it's oh, where wow. they still can maintain their integrity. Uh, they can still be the thing that got them there to the first place, you know, and they're just sort of partnering for, for like what Joe yeah. is saying. But um, I just, I think that's, you know, to each, person's own desire um but you know i totally agree the the major labels in a major way are not if you want to be an artist uh you don't have to have that anymore yeah. and quite frankly um you know even when you have to build a following in order to get that attention yeah. anyway so um i don't know there's just a lot of ways to skin the cat and i certainly don't know all of them but <laughs> <laughs> I but i love that and i love the candid um 
conversation we're having because I think people need to hear some of this stuff. Yeah. So I hear that you're going to play something for us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so tell us what you're going to play and tell us a little bit about the song and then I will let you take over when you're yes. ready. Um, so this is a song uh, I thought I would play. Um, I just released a new single uh, called We Are and I, I hope everyone would go check that out and go stream it. But I'm going to play you one that is just always fun for me to play. It's off of my EP that I released um, earlier this summer. And this song, I don't know, I guess I would call it like a little sleeper. Uh, it was never like a single or anything, but um, it's just how we grew up and wanting to, you know, shut the tractors down and, and you know, get our paycheck or our allowance, you know, whatever that was. Uh, and then we'd go to town and just have a good time. We didn't know where we were going or what we were doing, but we knew we were going to get there tonight. So that's what this one's called. It's called Get There Tonight. <laughs> Shut down into the day Friday, and I just got paid, got the time, and half a mind to spend every penny. So I'm gone, like adios. So come on. Love the song. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, and it made me think about what we're doing with the show. You know, when we started January 3rd of this year, we had we had no idea where this would lead. We just like, you know what? We've been doing new country buzz for you know since 2018, which really we originally launched that back in 2014, but then we shut it down, but relaunched in 2018. 
And I just told Sandy, you know what? Our next step is just to do a show. And that was going to be different than what we're doing now. So we've had to hone things. But again, it's been like one of those moments where all last year I kept saying, we need to launch this. And I never did. Mm. And then in the last year, I said, you know what? I'm going to not only put a timetable win. I was like, you know what? We're going to launch January 3rd because that, my mom passed away back in six months after we married. But her birthday is January 3rd. So I thought if I could just attach mm. my mom's birthday and kind of dedicate our first show to her. Yeah, I will. We will launch and be, and you know, here we are, um, 200, almost 260 episodes later. But again, we don't know what we're doing. We've just been doing this, doing that. Next thing you know, we have people like you on. We've had Cassidy Pope on. We've had um, Don McLean on. We've yeah. got um, the legendary actor um, Ed Asner coming on um, in a couple days. Awesome. So, because we're kind of moving more into an entertainment show than just music. Yeah, and, but we did. But we had no idea all this was here. We just said, you know what? Let's let's just take that first step, not knowing what we're doing, and just go forward and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, it's the best way. I don't know what I'm doing about music either. I just make what I like and go. <laughs> that is correct. That's the way to go. Yep. So, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the PR people. They don't see the managers, the producers, none of that. And I don't think that they get enough love out there, to be honest with you, because mm. um, they do. If Without them, the artists can't do their magic. Mm. And so I always like to give a couple minutes to the artists and say, hey, you know, tell us the team. So talk, talk to us about the team that helped you be who you are. Um, well, uh, I'm signed to a, a wonderful, uh, label and publisher, um, big yellow dog, and they've just been so amazing. Um, you know, Carla Wallace is, uh, she heads up the creative side. Um, Carrie O'Neill is, uh, one of the partners as well. And he is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, works with Garth Brooks and just oh, wow. has a, an amazing resume and, they both have just been so supportive of me uh, and allowing me to be exactly who I am. And I think for me, that's just been the greatest key for me is uh, being with people who don't question who I am. They don't um, they don't sit back and say, well, you know, oh, you know, obviously that's why you got to this point. But now let's do this. You know, they. Yeah never any of that uh sort of second guessing mm -hmm. or, or thinking which is rampant sometimes in nashville um they just are completely supportive and awesome they just uh are 1000 percent whatever i need they're there for um mm -hmm. and and other than that they just let me do my thing and that's been so amazing and then there's they have a wonderful team that works within that group um and a lot of girls and I, yeah. I love these girls uh, <laughs> is amazing. She runs all things label concerned. Um, she's just a, a boss. Um, Claire, uh, she's like runs everything social media for me. She's also a boss. Um, a Claire and Claire. I know a Claire and a Claire. I've never gotten <laughs> to work with a Claire before. Um, <laughs> Uh, a gentleman named Rowdy, he does all of like the uh, graphic design and he is just like amazing. Um, such a, such a whiz. I sent him something the other day and he like nailed it to the floor. And I was like, wow, how are you able to do this? Um, they have an amazing, you know, uh, sync team, just Alex um, and so many other girls over there. Uh, JC, uh, plugger, um, Lauren, another plugger over there on the songwriting side. They're just amazing talents and they keep me going, writing songs and they, you know, uh, just help me with all of that and take care of my song catalog. And so they're amazing. Um, and I do think that, you know, those people, you know, we, we are, we would be nothing without those supporting us behind us. And it's really important to have you know, great supporters. Um, gentleman named Butch Waugh uh, has always been a great supporter of mine uh, that is on my management team. Um, you know, of course, they never get enough credit. Um, Butch has just always been a, a severe champion, uh, severe in the best way possible. That's probably yeah. a weird word to use. 
Um, but uh, so, so many people, you know, I know I'm missing a lot of them right now, but um, definitely, you know, we all wouldn't be where we are without them. <gasps> Hi. Hi, Claire. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, <laughs> you know, I am a ranch. I'm a cowgirl. So I like steak and potatoes. That's steak and a baked potato. That's probably my favorite food. Does that count? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and what's yours? Pizza. Pizza. What kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Me too. I love that. I love What's that. What's funny is sometimes he'll say pepperoni and sometimes pepperoni and sausage. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good too. <laughs> and and yeah, I'm embarrassing real quick. Um, we 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 brought on Allie Brooke on, and he kind of got really shy because she's on some of his shows, and so he has a little crush on her. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> Can be shy. That's okay. That's awesome. Bye. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> what a cutie. Yeah, that's kind of our third team member, which we I guess you ain't met our second team member because she's been with Caitlin, but um she wishes she could be here. <laughs> no worries. I understand. Um, but um, yeah, he loves that. And you know what? When Caitlin does get older, we'll be plugging her into the show in some way. So we'll have one question from him, one question from her. And because, you know, we we are a family affair. In fact, because we say that so much that we're a family affair show, we even came up with the name Family Affair Media to run the company under. So. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So, I love that. That is we're trying to build something that's a family oriented. Yes. Yes. I can. I can totally relate. That's the way we all were growing up. You know, my sister and I were always bumping along with our parents when they were farming and ranching. And, you know, just, we had to just bump along and learn, learn the ropes. So yeah. awesome. So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? Oh, I would say either Waylon Jennings or Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. Uh, probably Waylon though because he wrote more of a song um and what was the other part of the question the why yeah and what would you want to write about oh what would we want to write about um i would just want to write about you know i just loved waylon's attitude when he when it came to writing songs and i loved that really no topic was off 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 subject for him um or yeah. no subject was off limits so I would love to write about, you know, uh, you know, he wrote a lot about his opinions of Nashville and sort of what was going on at the time when he was going. And I would really love to pick his brain on what that was and, you know, go down that road with him and just sort of live in that moment with him, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, experience that. And also I'd love to write about just, you know, we both kind of come from the same part of the world. We both grew up in the Dust Bowl area. Yeah. And, if he were alive today, I would love to write a song from his perspective growing up there so many years ago. And maybe I could share some of my perspective of growing up in that same kind of area, you know, so that would be my pick. I love me some Waylon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And we got San Sandy's actually in here now. San Caitlin's finally. <laughs> I took a little while. It was just oh. like, hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, doing good. <laughs> you have been a busy mama today. <laughs> I guess one of those days today. <laughs> but at least I got to pop in here. <laughs> oh, so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> So you want to ask your three questions? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess I could do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My turn. Okay. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go and why? Oh, that's a great question. Um, if I could go on vacation anywhere in the world. Well, I love uh, Italian food and wine. I would probably say Italy would be one of those places right up at the top because I'd like to experience that, the real part. And I think I would want to go to uh, the, to Tuscany, I think, um, okay. somewhere okay. in there. So, you know, have the food, have the wine, go back home, a happy girl. <laughs> awesome. All right. And if you could describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? Oh, 
Um, I would describe it as versatile. It's different in, uh, you know, there, it's not all the same. Right. Uh, uh, it's versatile. It's rocking at times. It's soulful at times. It's, um, it's just always passionate. No matter what I'm talking about, it's always passionate. And it's a lot of different sounds sort of meshed into one. And it's the stories of a little farm girl. That's really, <laughs> really about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more question for me. Uh, what do you want to be known for with your music, your legacy with your oh, music? Wow. Thank you for that. Um, I just want to be known for being genuine and being the, the genuine article. I want to make music that stands the test of time. And I want uh, to be an artist that, you know, people can start with me now and go with me all the way my life. All Grow with you. And go with me. And, you know, hopefully even when I'm like Bob Seger and out there 70 years old, I'll still be rocking. <laughs> because people still love him. Yeah, oh, they do. Absolutely. <laughs> and awesome. Oh, yeah. Willie Nelson. George yeah. Strait. I mean, all of them has been yeah. like the test of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. Mm. And I always want to tell this story because I, before I ask the artist that same question, because this, the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, she had a vision. She knew where she was going and nothing was going to stop her. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, in five years, uh, I want to be selling out arenas uh, on arena tours. Um, I want to be uh, continuing to make music. I want to have a farm and ranch somewhere, either in Colorado or Oklahoma. Um, and uh, maybe the start of a family by then. I want to be married by then. Um, and I want uh, I want my music to be... Uh, I want my music to be streamed worldwide and I want to be reaching as many people as humanly possible. And, um, and I want them to come see me play shows. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> now let's look five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road mm -hmm. and you're a success, whatever level that is, mm -hmm. you're a grand success. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if the person you are today could meet your future successful self, mm -hmm. what would you remind her? Hmm. I, from my current state, how I am currently, um, I would remind successful me that, uh, work is always there. It will never go anywhere. Your desire to your drive will, will constantly be pushing you, uh, mm -hmm. who you are and, and that's okay. It's also okay to, you know, sort of smell the roses every now and then too. Yeah. Oh, and yes. Just remind myself of that probably knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So let's say that you have a friend and you heard him or her sing and they've got something as Simon Cowell would say, they got that it factor. Yeah. They've played maybe 40, 50 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug, like you mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. But they've got that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. and They know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? I would say if you know this is what you're supposed to do, then you just need to throw everything, every fiber of your being, every second of your day towards it. And you have to be your biggest cheerleader in the beginning because the the voices that say no will far outnumber the voices that say yes. And you have to ignore the no's and go till you find the yes. And uh, you have to be relentless and you mm -hmm. can't feel sorry for yourself when it gets tough because inevitably it will <laughs> and you can't back off and you can't quit. You have to unlearn the meaning of that word and 
you've got to work twice as hard as the person standing next to you because chances are they're working pretty darn hard, but you got to mm -hmm. just work a little harder, a lot harder. And mm -hmm. um, I would say you're going to have to be unwavering in your belief in yourself and yes. you have to learn how to tune out certain people and mm -hmm. you have to, when you find the right champion, don't tell yourself it's too good to be true. You have to allow yourself that victory and celebrate your victories and don't worry about the defeats. Just go on. I love that because yeah. people are not going to believe in you until you believe in yourself. Yeah. I mean, That's and, so and you know, there's so many people out there trying to make it as an artist, just thousands of them. Mm -hmm. And we, we know most are not going to make it, mm -hmm. but, but the ones that, that out, like you said, outwork and outlast. I mean, I think that Nashville, they call it a 10 year city for a reason because it, it chews people up and spits them out mm -hmm. before they get to that 10 year mark. Like I remember um, a little story. One of my favorite stories is these two guys are in a, in the woods and a bear's coming up and one guy gets down to tie his shoes and put his shoes on. And the other guy looks at him and says, um, you can't outrun that bear. Why, why are you straightening your shoes? He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> this story. And ain't that really what music's about? It's, it's not about they're your competition, but yeah. it's really about outlasting everybody because eventually it gets to the point where people start quitting and then now the cream rises to the top. Yeah. I, and I would just say, you know, um, I would just add to that too. Uh, I, you know, for me, I, I've always just sort of had blinders on and, and when I just mean to outwork the, the person standing beside you, really what I should have said was you just have to, your only competition really is yourself. Is yourself. And that's really your only competition. And Nashville, unfortunately, is a place where they will pitch you against other people, mm -hmm. especially girls. They want to yeah. constantly pit girls against each other. I do, I do not understand that for the life of me. We are all on the same team. Like, yeah. when one succeeds, that only means that the, there's more opportunity for others to succeed. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I would just say... Um, you know, I really would say to put blinders on and don't worry so much. Just know that there's everyone's working their rear end off and know that you're no exception to that rule. You're going to have to work for it. But put your blinders on. Don't get distracted with what so-and-so is doing over here or so-and-so is doing over there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, hey, if you can outrun the bear itself, my gosh, you're just in that much better of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, it's really one of the things where, you know, like you said, you're not in competition with anybody. You're in competition with yourself and you just got to keep going and that break's going to come. And, you know, I remember a quote that talked about it, the, 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 um, seems like the harder I work, the luckier I get. You know, a lot of, and I think that that's what happens in life is you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And eventually those small breaks become bigger breaks. Yes. And I think that when you just do, it will all end up or it will all add up when you get up every day and you do um, and you produce like mm. you, you physically make one small thing, no matter how small it is. But when you yeah. do all the small things you do every single day will eventually add up. And I think right now that is especially evident in this environment where artists can release music every day if they want to you can really every single day of the year and show people who you are and start to mm -hmm. build your case for why people should pay attention to your music and let the world you know you don't have to have this grand uh all build up to one moment one opportunity mm -hmm. it's not that old way anymore you can wake up every day and you can do and eventually it will all add up and you can show the world who you are as an artist. You can show the world your music and it doesn't mean that the whole world has to know about it today, yeah. but the more you do, eventually they're going to find out who you are. And then you have all this music for them to go listen to and all this, you know, story for them to uncover about you. And, you know, it, it's not 
for not just wake up yeah. every day and do whatever that is that day. Just do it. That's what we do. We just That's right. You know, Two interviews today, two interviews tomorrow, right. two interviews next day, all week this week. We got two a week, two a day. For we the do. Next two weeks, we got two interviews a day. Packed out. So, <laughs> so we're just we're just doing, and like you said, right. we're, people are going to look back, and our goal now is 300 interviews for the it first is. year. So people are going to next year look back at our show and be like, wow, they did 300 interviews their first year. Wow. That is just amazing. What, what a deal. I love that. <laughs> So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Mm. Um, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I'm almost stumped here. Uh, I would just say maybe what's the one thing you're most proud of about your music that you've put out so far, you know, or, yeah. or you so can answer that one. Yes, please oh. do. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just proud that um, I've put out music that I stand behind. Mm. I've put out music that is a thousand percent who I am, no matter what side of me I may be showing at that time. Yeah. And, and I'm proud that I'm able to show different sides of who I am, um, you know, and I'm proud that I get to produce my own music and write it and play the instruments on it because it all means something to me because that's what my heroes did. And I'm not saying that's the way everyone has to make music, but yeah. it's the way, you know, the Eagles and Waylon and um, Bob Seeger and uh, Dwight Yoakam, they were all entrenched in their music that it just, it came from every fiber of their being. And that's what you heard on the speakers coming at you. And um, I'm just really proud that I get a chance to try and, and follow in those footsteps. So. And I love that. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes. Uh, please follow me uh, at Claire Dunn music on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, it's all C L A R E D U N N music. Claire Dunn music. Love oh. that. Love and you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we for sure look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much for having me. I love y'all. I love what you're doing and just best of luck. Keep it going. And just thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Oh, it was our honor to have you. Here. So we'll oh. talk to you real soon. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Bye y'all.